above all, very literally, hangs the impossible shape of a huge vessel, the dreadnought Asperitas, sometimes referred to as the Iron Hawk, casts an angular shadow over the mountainside as the forces of the Thunderous Vow and the 9th and 17th Infantry Brigades embark. Below the mountain, much of the land between here and Westreach is held by the Broken Wheel, and intelligence reports agree that the Crocodile Lords are planning a massive rite of rending that will grant them huge power at an unknowable cost to the world. The Iron Hawk flies to stop them, but the mission is far from simple. The results, anything but guaranteed. So this is uh, Juris of Faith, Adam Eaglank. Hercules Garrick. They know us as a Bloomba Booms. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the head tailor on that. Debediah Moonhawk, the Juris of War. Amos Spades is the reconnaissance uh, officer um, and he's something of almost like an eccentric engineer uh, type. Lilliput Swan. Old gruff engineer, loves engines. Cal or, or vocal, uh, is, as she's called, uh, is a sky whale singer and line slinger. Dr. Mangles um, is the doctor aboard ship. In the mess hall, we find Sergeant Borum. He's a sergeant in the 17th Infantry Brigade, the line slingers, who are drop troops. Jean-Paul is a, uh, a talented masseuse in the hospitality division <laughs> of the battleship. Yeah, it used to be like a pleasure cruiser, right? Before we retrofitted it. Slippery Jim, he's not there for any other reason than the reason he's there. And you don't need to worry about him. I think the first crossroads is that the 17th haven't arrived yet. The thing is, lad, these were never designed to be aerial or to aerial combat vessels, right? You look at the 7-7000 over there, right? That's designed for war. This thing, it's a, it's a bloody pleasure cruiser. Have you seen down on the decks? They've got a sauna <laughs> down there. The, the ship is held up by, like, balloons. <laughs> and we're not going anywhere at the moment. So all these engines are whirring around completely pointlessly. There's so much fuel going through the system. If we stop wrenching, the whole thing just fucking explodes. <laughs> I think Adam's sort of wondering why the ship is shaking quite so badly. <laughs> If we were to press on now, then we'd be able to make a decent beachhead. The Juris of War orders the gangplank raised. Ooh. What does the Juris of Faith do? Tells the navigation to set a course for the West Reach. So, I think we see the Dreadnought travelling fast and light over the land. And we see the Line Slingers deployed in West Reach. There's like a fortress, which is well defended against the land, but not against the air. And so we see this, like maybe a night attack, and there's flak and flares and line slingers roaring down into this fortress and taking control of it. And now we are over a besieged fortress above a hostile city.
we have made this lightning attack and it is now someone else's choice of crossroads and i think that falls to amos spades so i think that falls to gwyn because you're next on the list oh right okay so we are now holding over this fortress i guess like we've deployed our people Hmm. because that was where the predictions got us to so i guess the question becomes what's the new question the place that we're assaulting where is that again remind me that's something to do with the crocodile worshipping types yeah so this is in lands held by the broken wheel and it's it's a place called westreach and it's where they plan to do this great rending right so i think we've made the assault we're holding it uh but we're it looks like help isn't coming um and we're being overrun so the question is do we turn either a portion of the uh, of the ship um, or the whole ship itself into one massive doomsday device that is just going to obliterate everything and then try to make our way back by foot? Um, do we try to hold? Oh, yeah. Like, crash it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels no, like that nice. should be at least Act 3. I think maybe have an Act 2 in the middle... I know, man. I say go for it, man. I think this rules because, like, if Act Three is trying to get home, yeah, yeah, fair across hostile territory, that yeah. is great kingdom stuff. This, like, we've got straight to the meat of the action, yeah, and I like true. it. That's fair. That's but fair. similarly, like, we could sort of it's balloons, and we've got um, our balloon baboons. Like, it, it's feasible that we could sacrifice a portion of uh, of what we've got. Uh, to try and make it back on a scuttled ship rather than just lose the whole thing. Yeah. Effectively, just cut the deck just below. So we're standing on a on a plank, a deck, <laughs> and the rest of the ship just drops. Yeah. All that's left is the saunas and health spa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just attached to one balloon. It's going to take us days, but we're going to be so relaxed. It can end with Adam saying, I think I'll take that. Sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation. <laughs> I think I'll take that sensory deprivation tank. dip now. <gasps> Freeze frame, everyone's cheering and laughing. And it's just Adam and the jokes of war and everyone else is dead. <laughs> okay, so that strikes me as a really good crossroads. It's interesting, it's dramatic, it's got high stakes. So we've got there. And now the ship hangs over this fortress, which I'm imagining as being like a kind of... German or French, like a French chateau type of thing. Walled but roofed and quite a little bit fancy as well Mm. Um, over this town. And like from the town, there's like almost anti-aircraft fire going up, trying to uh, hit the ship still. I imagined it as like Le Mont Saint-Michel, that kind of walled town, Mm. old spires. like. Oh, I went to the Disney castle. It's not the Disney castle. No, Stu's got it. Stu's way closer. So we're kind of over this and we've got a holding position here. But yeah, there's really heavy forces. And you can see the streets running with troops and with chaos beasts that have been created as side effects of the magic they've been doing. It looks bad down there. Adam started last time. So this time we could cycle it round one. And we could begin with the view from Hercules Garrick. Okay. OK, 
Because I think that would be a case of having the view from above so we can see a lot more. So who else can be up there? You might have Cal Reed. Yep, Cal Reed it is. Yay. Because like, she'd be sort of standing on the top, you know, ready to belt out a banger. <laughs> currently she's just playing you know singing John on Wales oh my god she's here <laughs> okay would, no one else would be up in the balloons really would they everyone else has got shit to do other people could be Amos might be yeah because he's trying to view stuff so he might be looking maybe it is that whole thing if we're looking out over it and considering our immediate futures and the futures of the ship yeah cool Okay, so that's the scene. So I imagine that this is like you're on an area where it's like balloons netted together. Yeah. With like netting between them. Yeah, there's all sorts of netting, bits of rigging and stuff like that. It's it's pretty tricky for other people to get through, but the balloon baboons, we're just like swinging through it and going, come on, catch up, you chumps. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, there's some jumping in between them. In fact, while I'm waiting for the others to get there because we we've just you know arranged to speak there I, i'm just sort of bouncing around doing some trampolining you must have incredible cardio fitness absolutely just like off the scale it's what you get from this job the idea that rather than um rather than your traditional sort of domed balloons we've actually got bouncy castles in the shape of whales to make yeah. is it feel just better? one of those things that you have in a swimming pool that's like kind of one big thing <laughs> yeah. that you climb over big inflatables <laughs> yeah god I, I i love the idea that welcome to our combination doomsday device and bouncy castle <laughs> or <isn't> the inflatables <laughs> like, you get is... like the, the ones that people always get for whales like a sheep with a hole in the bum yeah. <laughs> like naked ladies. <laughs> Basically, it was just made from the detritus after um, a stag party. <laughs> okay, so you're atop these balloons. Um, what's up? Come on, you bear. Look at this. Yeah. No, I've got some important work to do here. I, if I can test the, the atmospheric conditions properly, then that may give us some insight as to whether the 17th are, are going to show up in time. Ain't no chance. Uh, let me just fiddle with these. Uh, and, um... Yes, that's a rapidly, uh, rapidly um, falling temperature, which that's not a good sign. I, 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 think, <laughs> I think we're in this, we're in this on our own. Why does it getting colder mean they're not coming? Uh, science. Ah, uh, okay. it's, um, yeah. <laughs> Science. <laughs> you scientists, you're all the same. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't, I don't question tailoring. And nor should you. You don't question science. Did you, did you <laughs> see the extra pleat I put in your trousers the other day? It, they are hanging far better than they were. Honestly, it was, it was perfect. Damn right, it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm <impressed. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cal, you stop this bickering, you two. <laughs> if only there was something more useful we could be doing. I feel out of the action up here. We get to see more than everyone else. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're they're looking for. I'm sure you could volunteer on uh, on one of the the relief squadrons. Oh yeah, but I missed the sling now. What can we do? <laughs> what can we do? So I heard a rumor. There's a whole plan to. Uh... Yeah, turn this this thing into a bit of a bit of a bomb, you know, really crash the thing down there. What do you reckon? What if, what if they did that? It's madness. <laughs> all, all, all of these 
these dreadnoughts have uh, have got a protocol for for scuttling, and so they don't sort of fall into anyone's any undesirable's hands. Uh, so, but I mean that that's very much a, a last resort. I, I can't imagine that um, that anyone would, would would take that decision unless there was really was sort of some other way to to go. It, it, is it not? I mean, you're um, you've got a good handle on just how uh, how much of these balloons are needed to to hold up portions of the ship. Is there any sort of possibility of? Um, I mean, do we have lifeboats or life ships? Well, I, you could. It depends how many of the balloons you've got left. You could take some of the little lifeboats, and it'd be very slow, very slow, because I don't think the engines would work. Yeah, I suppose we'd have to blow <laughs> or paddle, air paddle, bellows. that kind of thing. I think, but look down there. There's so many of them shooting up at us the whole time. I don't know if we'd make it out. Hmm. What, what do you think? Um, are we? Would we stand a better chance if this did have to be scuttled? Would we stand a, a better chance trying to escape on what's left of our aerial ship, um, or by ground? Don't reckon we're getting anywhere on the ground there. Look at them; they're well heavily armed. Cal, can't you call in one of them sky whales or something? I don't know how it works. I, I, I generally tend to send them away from battle. Yeah, but we'd be just trying to escape. Uh, I mean, they have been known to help to help ships in distress. And I think we are going to be in distress. Especially mm. in this dress. <laughs> I'm wearing dungarees, not a dress. It was a tailor joke. Oh. What do you think the consequences would be, uh, Hercules, of of trying to evacuate by air against trying to evacuate by, by land? What outcomes do you foresee? I think it would be slow, and I think we'd be taking a massive risk with all of that um, that that's ground to air fire for sure we want to keep um, mm -hmm. we want to keep some soldiers with us to kind of shoot back maybe and something to protect the balloons okay and ain't getting near my balloons and how does that hold up against going by ground it's definitely better than going by ground <laughs> they don't have people in the air but they definitely have people on the ground mm, I see yeah, very true very true well, um, I think I'll, I'll get back down to the um, to the hull, the hull scopes, and uh, see if I can start plotting some some ideas of concentrations of forces on the ground in case that is the uh, the leading option. Mm. I'll head back to the dome, see if I can work out where where best to strike these anti aircraft guns. Wait. Yes. <laughs> I hear air. I scuttle off, bouncing through them, and start sewing sewing up one of. Them. We, we we got hit. But not for long. <laughs> Good job. Just bounce between. Boing, 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 boing. boing. <laughs> and then, like, clings on, and you just see this little patch going on. Yep. <laughs> With the really small ones, it's like a bicycle punch, and you have to, like, dip it in a thing of water to see where there's <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> or, like, do you spit on them? You, like, Ooh. spit on it where you think there's a puncture, and then if there's a bubble, you're like, okay, here we go. Yes. Maybe you have, like, little jets, little, like, squeezy bottles that you spray to. Show it up. I think spitting. Spitting sounds more like it. All right, so if we scuttle it, the journey would be very slow and dangerous by air. So I got a yes prediction from that. Do we have any reactions? We don't always have to have reactions, but... I guess there's one reaction. And as the camera pans around, <laughs> there's a lone figure 
standing in the shadows. <laughs> Behind the balloon lockers. On the railing at the front of the ship. And he turns, looks at the camera, and in his hand you can see a mirror flashing, <laughs> catching the sunlight. Could be anyone. Could be anyone. Could be he could he could be sending any message. He could be anyone. Could and just be playing around. with a cat down there, yeah. like just like, could be like doing, a laser pointer. Could be doing anything. Let's not jump to conclusions his about eyebrows. this guy. He threaded or, earlier. Or girl. Could be anyone. All right. I believe that next it is Debediah. Debediah has called Adam and Lilliput into her briefing room. In fact, into the navigation room, I think, is good, because that's kind of like the briefing room as well. So there's the navigation table... And that has like now it's a map of this area and it shows the walls and then highlighted all around it are little lights indicating where known enemy units are. And there are a couple of members of the crew just moving those and then heading off to Amos's station to get updated information. And she's giving this important speech to... uh... Um, to her officers whilst she's getting her nails filed for John Paul. (laughs) 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 But nobody really acknowledges that he's there. It's it's just kind of one of those things that happens. They really are into grooming in this world, aren't they? (laughs) This is extremely smart. It was very civilised. Before this war began, this was like an extremely civilised and peaceful realm. With excellent tailoring and nails art yeah exactly yeah. lots of beauty salons some superb leisure facilities honestly she sat in a big like commander's uh chair with her you know like in shopping centers where you get those you just wheeled your cart in with all the different uh, nail polish <laughs> and different grades of like emery board and we've run out of things we know about beauty parlours now, haven't we? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Apparently Jean-Paul's in this scene and not Amos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Amos is actually off screen, like, doing his job, I think, now. And so the jurist is saying, so, Lilliput, I need your utmost discretion. In fact, clear the... Sorry, Jean-Paul. Oops, sorry. Clear the room. It's nipple. Clear the room. Adam, stay. Lilliput, stay. Everyone else, out. I'll give uh, um, Jean-Paul a nod for... uh, We we do a lot of business down in the... uh, I said a lot of work is right. All right. Jean-Paul. I I, I will make my exit. I'll need these fish. (laughs) Just slowly drag a bowl of fish. Noisily screeching across the floor. So, sorry, sorry. All right, Sean Paul, but I need you. I need your utmost discretion, which I know you're a very discreet individual. So, not I'm not so concerned about that. So, I'll uh, drag the fish back towards her feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, we find ourselves in a somewhat difficult position that could perhaps have been alleviated had we managed to bring the seventeenth. But in their absence, we do not have the personnel for the operation upon which we have embarked. I have not made a decision yet, and I will not make a decision without consulting you, Adam. But, Lilliput, I do need you to tell me, in the utmost discretion, no word of this, to leave this room. Obviously. Describe for me the Doomsday Protocol. Oh, what's all this then? Why is uh, is that coming up? 
That is not your position to ask, engineer. I need a report on what our options are. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I Obviously, Captain, I mean no disrespect. It's just that would make what I've got to tell you a, a heck of a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have a lot of fuel left. Uh, I don't know. Before we started, it was fine. But we found a leak. <laughs> And that leak wasn't there when I started. I've had my best men go over it. I've even brought a slippery gym to look over it. And at the moment, we don't know what <laughs> happened. It, it's like literally the way that you would have to deliberately sabotage this vessel in order for this to happen. So, yeah. I mean, the doomsday sounded pretty good to me right now. <laughs> let's, let's just leave it there. I mean, you ragged the ship to start with. That was nonsense. Why did you just post a note under my door and not come and confirm the order with me? Very odd. Uh, yeah, easy. Easy as pie. Bottom of the ship is actually just rig it with explosives. Little tiny ones on all the joists. Drops the whole bottom of the ship out. I get a couple of people to rig some ropes to the jacuzzis. We pile in. That's the most secure. I'm telling you, the most secure structure on the ship are those jacuzzis. They could withstand <laughs> a thousand megaton bomb. They are <laughs> solid. We get in them, take the water out, obviously. Oh. Right, uh, Jean Cool, how many can we fit in those? Uh, you've got what, 12, 12 saunas down there? 12. Uh, uh, we, it's not we, saunas, we is have it? An, it's an expansive complex of um, saunas, steam rooms, um, you know, massage jacuzzi. tables, treatment That's rooms. That's the one, jacuzzi. Oh, jacuzzi's in, in particular. Yeah. I don't um, think the saunas are that good. It would be really unpleasant to be trying to escape being that sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, naturally, you need to um, you need to ensure that you program the treatments in the right order if you want to to feel the full benefits. I would hate to lose the orders. Uh, right? Are you listening, John Paul? Amazing. yes, we 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 have twelve um, twelve jacuzzis uh, available. Um, and what is the capacity of it? Jacuzzis in terms of personnel, 50. not water. <laughs> the big jacuzzis. I mean, some people call them pools. <laughs> I, I, I think jacuzzi sounds more marketable. Every floor has an Olympic sized swimming pool just for rest and relaxation. Oh no, it would be the it's the main swim pool on the top deck. <laughs> of course, it's the because you've got the good yeah, views. The, the infinity pool, yes. <laughs> the infinity yeah, yeah. pool. Dust. Yeah. You know what, Jean Paul? That is better than the sauna idea. Everyone in the infinity pool, let's go, lads. <laughs> Bring cocktails. <laughs> if if I'm honest, I thought you'd be a little more reticent to nah. uh, see your life's work destroyed. Bomb it. We're fucked. <laughs> I tell you, we are fucked. <laughs> Whoever's been sabotaging the ship has been doing a bloody good job and no one has any idea who it is. He's a slippery <laughs> customer, whoever that is. <laughs> Sorry, Adam, I did genuinely want to make a heroic backstory for you. I mean, blowing a ship up's pretty heroic. You'll be known as Captain Ship Blower Upper. That's <laughs> cool. Ship. 
Oh, I sound better in my head. Captain Blowship. Well. <laughs> Captain Ship Shock. Never die. This is this is your ship, but there's chaos magic down there, and that's what I have to face. So I've got to go down there. You're going to have to be part of the deployment before this event takes place, which means that we'll have to have some method of extracting you as well. Hey, but I have to go down there and I have to face this this chaos magic. That's what I do. You've got to you've got to survive to to see that the rest of the war. You've got to win this thing. We have, Adam. You are the jurist of faith. Without you, our faith will be left hollow. But fundamentally, what we know is that this location is where they have the opportunity to perform this right to perform this rending if we can destroy the place then we may be able to stop them but at what cost you're confident lilliput that the ship will not make it home regardless i mean i could mix it with some of the if i mix some of the fuel with some of the oil from the from the spa (laughs) i might be able to eke out enough to get us home but we're not gonna be in a pretty state i can tell you that the ship i beg to differ (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you john paul (laughs) adam don't take no shit if we were able to find a fuel source perhaps the enemy has a fuel dump around here that we could commandeer yeah that'll do it we patched the hole you patched the hole Uh, yeah oh yeah as soon as we found it as soon as we found it, patched it up, tree, bonger, banger, banger, whatever. Very good. <laughs> I don't think bonger's a term. <laughs> <laughs> I will order Master Spades to locate for us any significant fuel stores in the area. In the meantime, Adam, you presumably must join with the line runners for the time being. I've got to do it. If we take this action, it is my intent to withdraw with all the troops that we can by whatever means possible. And I damn well intend that you should be part of that. I'll be there, but I mean, unless I'm not. You'll be there, Juris. This purple is really good, Jean-Paul. <laughs> it is, isn't it? That's, Goes uh... beautifully with my coat. Thank you. It's a gift. Scene. <laughs> 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 All right. Do we have any reactions to that? Do we have a scene of Adam descending on one of these lines? Oh, yeah, I guess that's his reaction, is that he's going down in the next wave of of line slingers. I think that um, as a reaction to that, where the the Jewess is talking about trying to get Amos to locate stores, the the way that Amos is probably going to deal with that is to try to um, equip some of the people that are going down, or maybe he's going down himself, um, with some uh, sort of like devices that almost look like... Dowsing rods. No, like sort of sniffers, like big mechanical noses on like rods <laughs> that you sort of hold up uh, and with a little like weather vane arrow on the bottom that points towards the, uh, the thing that um, it's been sort of set to try and sniff out. So he probably wants to speak to Adam before he goes down and anyone else that's going down to equip them with these things. 
Brilliant. I, I love the idea that these are like a backwards megaphone. You like have to suck the yeah. air in <laughs> through them and then they like point in the right direction. That sort of thing. There's like a precarious Petri dish on top where you can put yeah. the liquid that it's trying to sniff for in it and you've just kind of got to balance it so it doesn't tip back out. Amazing. This is some great technology. I, I think it's actually Amos's scene next. Lilliput, you had a reaction? My only reaction was that Lilliput is going to go... And he basically turns up down at the uh, doors of the salon with like five of the the biggest soldiers with their guns who are basically like, we need all your baby oil now. Like the scene ends with just them. Like Jean Paul squirting it over them. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you idiot. <laughs> you monkey nut. It's so, fr- but it's so fragrant <laughs> and moisturising. Okay, so I, I think our next our next scene belongs to uh, Amos. Yeah, so Amos will have collected a delegation of those that are going down um, to the surface um, into into the armory, probably, uh, to uh, properly sort of equip them. Um, and I guess that's going to be certainly going to include Adam. Um, and who else? Liquid Jim. Very trustworthy. I can't see anything going wrong with that. Dr. Mangles, I think. Dr. Mangles! Oh, yeah, have we had Doc? We've not had Dr. Mangles at all yet, have we? That's why Dr. Mangles doesn't know what accent she has yet. No, we need to send down, <laughs> a, <laughs> send down a field medic. Yes. Yeah, because there'll be casualties down in the castle for sure. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sergeant Borum, who's that? Is that also. That's my secondary. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's. He's very appropriate. Or she, sorry, is very appropriate to uh, yeah. take down. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Sergeant Borum, Dr. Mangles, and Adam. And maybe Slippery Jim. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Slippery Jim's there. With he the, wasn't the, invited. In yeah, he the just armory. slipped in. <laughs> no. He just turns up. He's just there checking. Uh, he's just polishing lockers. As <laughs> <laughs> we go through. <laughs> so, Emos will gather all these people together. Um, and he'll say, ah, Come on in, come on in. I, I've had some instructions from the, the, the Jewess of War. Um, so I've I've got you these, and he produces the uh, the devices that we were talking about before. That's like a stick that's kind of a little bit too long to be sort of convenient, and then like a backwards sort of megaphone uh, on it, a petri dish on the top, um, and then like a weather vane arrow that seems to sort of spin around just underneath the just underneath the cone. Um, it's like right, so. Um, We've got some sniffers here for you. You're going to need one of these each uh, when you get down to there. Um, I just need you to uh, to deploy. I'll hand out these little uh, test tubes uh, of, uh, of different types of fuel. Um, just need to add those into the Petri dish. That will set it as a control for the sniffer. Um, and then have a, a, a little wander around and the arrow will, will point in the direction of any significant fu- uh, fuel sources. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, once you've got that, then all I need you to do is release this clockwork bird uh, and make sure that you uh, you scroll some messages onto me first. That'll come up back up here and we could just put it all together. Easy as pie. Is it busy? Uh, does, does everyone else have a compass? I think we might uh, need a compass, a compass if we're taking I, 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 could, 
I've got one. I just want to check everyone does. Why, why do you need that? To take, give you the bearing, because if I just draw an arrow, unless your bird arrives facing the same direction, it's not going to help you. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> yes, I suppose. Yeah. I have one built yeah. into my arm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat, that is. <laughs> no, wait, I meant, I didn't mean the drawing a circle kind, I meant the uh, direction oh. kind. <laughs> um, yes, so... Yes, I have one. Fantastic. Well, um, put on whatever information that you can about the, the whereabouts. Hey, if you want to draw a small map, then I can probably just relate that without the, the needs of a bearing on there. I mean, if you're going to use bearings, then that's only, I suppose, useful if I know exactly where you were stood when you took the bearing. So you will need some <laughs> need to use some kind of coordinate system. I, and, and I fear that maybe it's getting a little too complicated Did at that point. Did you not come with maps? Um, Honestly, uh, yeah, honestly, a, a message with it's there, it's behind the wall of the main tower, um, something like that might might be appropriate, um, or a little sketch map, um, and we'll try to piece things uh, together from there. Uh, if we're able to retrieve any of you, obviously we'll be able to, to question you directly, uh, but um, but just in case we can't <laughs> do that, then, um, then yes, use this bird. As we say in the slingers, down the lines of promise, up the lines of gamble. Yes, yes, I, I heard you say that. So anyway, um, take these and um, good luck. Thank you. Do you think we'll be able to find one? If we find fuel, will we be find enough? Well, I, I think that have a little bit of faith uh, in the equipment is it, only going to be responsive to sort of significant uh, amounts of fuel but I mean if you do manage to if you do manage to find um, a moderate amount of fuel uh, and you're able to to actually sort of secure it uh, so that it can be retrieved uh, and uh, and brought back up to the the ship uh, then then yes, we we can use that to uh, to try to sort of scuttle on a, on away uh, after after all this uh, this madness is is said and done. Yeah, I guess it depends on where it is. If you manage to find a significant store of fuel uh, and it is in a particularly precarious position, then perhaps we could perhaps we could use that to uh, to cause some hassle directly down on the ground. Or we could use it. To, we could target it from the air to uh, to enhance any any actions that we might be able to do from from up here. Right. Well, yeah. Um, e either way, it, it'll be interesting to, to know. I, I think. Yes. Perhaps go with that. See if you can locate it. Then you need to do uh, a little bit of reconnaissance here yourself to work out exactly how much it is you're dealing with, whether it's retrievable, uh, or whether it is simply a. Uh, provide some sort of tactical advantage uh, in trying to um, bring down some fire from above. Fire uh, from above it is then. Lines free. Hear the bzzz of the lines being shot down. No, I, but, bye. <laughs> Good luck. Down to promise. Bzzz. And away she vanishes. The stick kind of awkwardly held in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Mangles has flapped down the monocle. I've got it in, in heat-seeking mode. Just so in case there's people hiding in bushes and stuff. Uh, yeah, Adam like kind of sticks it into his belt and gives Amos a nod and zips down the line. Is he like hanging onto his hat the whole time? Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> that would really suck to blow it away. After those three have jumped over the edge, uh, Slippery Jim walks up, takes one nose, is like, don't worry. 
I'll get you, you <laughs> He grabs the rope and slides down with one of the noses. <laughs> I think that's that scene, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, any reactions to that? I think I have one, which is that I think we do locate some fuel. I think there is a fuel depot on the edge of town. It's a bit of a distance away. And it's not clear how well defended it is, but we could potentially get fuel there if we chose to. Okay. I think we see Sergeant Borum like releasing this little bird up with a map and maybe Spades is unrolling it and like looking at it and you can see him holding it against the map and indicating the edge of town. So you get a kind of little image of what's been located. Also, that's amazing technology. I love it. <laughs> any other reactions? Also, are there any other predictions? I've said if we find a moderate amount of fuel, we can use that to get home as a no. If not, then it's on to Lilliput. Okay. It will be Lilliput and... Whoever's left on the ship. Yeah, who's left? I guess it's going to be Jean-Paul... Um... <laughs> Garrick is still on, Cal is still on, Amos is still on, Debadiah's on. So it's basically everyone. So at this point... Except for everyone, it isn't. Oh, except for the Juris of War, because she's busy. So it's basically the four of us. Uh, we're working out a plan. Uh, we've worked out a plan, what we're going to do. So um, we're all on comms. We've got our radio comms. And, paper cups. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got our paper cups. <laughs> I kind of um, imagine like a kind of tube system, like. Okay, yeah. yeah, like the old school, yeah. Like one of those kind of ship old school yeah. phone type setups. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really old school, yeah. So there's one up in the rigging where the baboon is trying to, like, she's trying to rig the balloons so that we can attach. She's got one end of a wire which she's attaching and. The whale singer has been roped in to kind of try and hook them on by these big carabiners to the uh, the Olympic sized swimming pool. And um, uh, me and Jean Paul are carefully mixing like nitrogen fuel with baby oil and trying to get the mix right. And we're testing it by launching rockets down. So we've got these rockets that we're refueling on the fly and kind of be like, what about the 50 20 mix? Okay. And then we send that down. <laughs> nice. So, okay. Uh, come in, uh, come in, balloon monkeys, over. This is uh, engine room four. Come in, balloon monkeys, over. I read you. Yeah. How's the balloon monkey situation going, over? Well, balloon baboons, actually. That's very offensive. Yep, sorry. My bad. Apologies. How's the uh, how's the wires? Them carabiners holding Absolutely. up? Absolutely. We're tightening everything together. We've we've got a new formation. Should have it done in ten minutes, mate. Yep. Fantastic. Great news. Uh, okay, I'll catch up with you in a bit. Um, uh, whale girl, whose name I've forgotten. Whole lot of love. Oh. Oh, core. Cov. Coms. <laughs> Vocal. Vocal. That's the one. Uh, how's the uh, how's things your end? How's that Olympic swimming pool looking? Look like and it's going to be easy to take out of the deck. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, going to be uh, a, a bit of a, a mission to uh, open that up, but uh, we can get that, go get that going for you. Good. I was also wondering, do you reckon we could get any whales to just sort of kamikaze their way into the city? Just spitballing here. Not really sure how whales work. 
Uh, let me. Uh, I love engines, go, not whales. Let me go uh, get back to the dome uh, uh, and see what I can uh, see what I can find out. That's like turns and runs towards the dome and to this kind of like kind of big like organ like type device, like a kind of church organ yeah. that allows me to like vocalize uh, whale song. Over a That's larger area. Amazing. Just if they've got any older whales that are kind of at the end of their days anyway, if they want to help out, that'd be brilliant. Okay, I'll leave that in your hands there, Vocal. Uh, Good no, job. That's not really how the whale song works, but... That's how you're going to make it work, darling. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs up. And by hanging up, he just crushes the mouthpiece. <laughs> uh, hello? Uh, are you still there? Hello? I mean, technically, I can still hear you, but my point is valid. I was hanging <laughs> up on you. Okay, there was some interference there. Like, I don't. Oh, God, talking to John Paul. She's still talking. Do I do I keep going or do I? What do I do? How's that hey, mix hey, coming? You, you broke what? up a bit. No, just just play it cool, man. Just play it cool. I think you're on okay. mute. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, this is the uh, uh, command bunker. You've got the wrong number. Don't call us again. Okay, let's go. Right, right Jean Paul. Yes, I mean we. Right, we got fifty percent fuel, thirty percent baby fuel, twenty percent nail polish. How are you feeling with this one? I think this is going to be the the most successful blend yet. That's what. That's the one. This is the one. Right, load up them rockets, yeah. Johnson. Okay, let's let's add it in. I meant to ask you. Um, when you speak on those things, why do you always say? I don't know. Over. Oh, sorry, I've just done it again. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, no, I was just curious. Um, yeah, let, I'll, I'll load this into the rocket. Um, it's just a throw over from a war day. I, I, I predict that this is going to be deadly and beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's a good... That's my kind of prediction, lad. Knock him dead, eh? We'll uh, get little, little Johnson. The kid runs in, carrying this huge Johnson. missile. Like, How old are you, kid? I'm eight years old, sir. Oh, good to know. Get in the missile, kid. Get, get in the children the missile. Why do you have a missile kid on a dreadnought? Yeah. Don't know. He's got small hands. Who else can you have to look after bombs? Yeah. You can't trust grown adults. They're just more delicate. Uh, okay, so we're going to... We fire off this rocket mix and it just straight into what looks like one of the main towers in the city and it just kind of hits at the bottom and you just see the explosion of brick and loads of soldiers are sent flying and the tower just just falls down and makes to take out one of the main gun ramparts so it just yeah. crashes down like three or four guns are taken offline for at least a good two days that's gonna take them a good two days to fix that <laughs> four or five guns i'd say pretty heavy structural damage to the main city complex i'd say that's a win Johnson, start loading the engines with the fuel mix. NC. <laughs> okay, so what? So what happened there, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> I, what I'm interested in is you seem quite optimistic there about this scheme Lilliput does. He's talking to. Oh wait, Gwyn's character. No, you're the touchdown. He's talking to you. Yeah, I thought Gwyn's character was the uh, making making a prediction. That's why the missile worked. I forgot. It's only his main that can do that. No, I, I'm just a beautician. <laughs> yeah, well, you got lucky, kid. 
<laughs> how you feel about it is important. So I think we're going to do it. I reckon if we can get that fuel and as long as nothing goes wrong down on the ground, as long as they're not distracted or led the wrong way or like the bird is intercepted or anything, then I reckon we can get out of here and still drop a good payload before we go. Okay, and so the final scene of this crossroads belongs to Adam Eaglank, the Juris of Faith. Oh, God, really? So I guess this is down on the ground now. So who's down on the ground with me, then? We know that Dr Mangles and yep. Sergeant Borum are, I believe, Slippery Jim is. Um, yeah. Hercules Garrick, definitely not. Amos Spades, probably not. And probably not Jean-Paul, because he's making... Yeah, massage think... oil rockets on top of the <laughs> <laughs> massage swimming the pool. Yeah, he can he can zip line if in if somebody needs an emergency pedicure. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy needs a pedicure stat. I'll give him a full We've got facial. Just the man. <laughs> He's lost his leg. Exactly. Look at the state of these toenails. <laughs> <laughs> They're not on him anymore. I need to wax a bikini line. <laughs> I think I feel like some of the troops have made it to like the central, you know, uh, temple of evil. Yeah. So we held this building. This is where we came in. Yeah. But we're now besieged there. I feel like yeah, like there's some. Maybe there's some like they've reached like the gates of the the temple of evil and they're kind of pinned down and that. We rock up, yeah, Dr. Mangles and Sergeant Slippery Jim rock up uh, to kind of, like, help out with, like, this part of the of the battle. And I, I yeah. basically, Adam's basically gone to where, like, the chaos magic is the, is the thickest. Yeah. Because he feels it's his job to face that. So we've come in, into this building, into this area, and that's, like, where the potential is thickest. I wonder if the actual chaos magicians are outside in the town. And so there's some... You could even be doing an excursion towards the fuel dump. Okay, so the, yeah, the sergeant's found the way... Found the where the fuel dump is. Yeah. And we've gone to secure it? Yeah, or at least reconnaissance, like raiding out to try and figure out what opposition we'd face, whether we could capture it easily. Maybe capture it if we can. Maybe come back with enough people if we can't, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a scene that's not just, get down over there, look, watch out for that guy. Yeah, and this is, about, you're, this is about power as well. So remember that you can exercise power. You can be giving orders and making things happen. And like that could be the scene as well. You know, we could be under fire, a small group of us in a building... Or like dashing from alley to alley or something. I was going to say, kind of like abandoned back streets in enemy territory, just kind of trying to get a, a bead on this fuel. That's kind of how I pictured it. Kind of like empty corridors where you hear the occasional clapper, clattering of feet as they're running through and you've got explosions in the background, but it's all kind of muffled in the, like the back streets as we're sneaking our way through. Okay, yeah. So we get to like a kind of ruined house, like... Just and there's like a clearing and then the fuel. Yeah. And so we're just like taking a breath here just before we push yeah. to that final bit. So okay, so like we're just like in through the door, like like secure the doors with the revolver, like you know, uh every like 
our back against the wall, checking out, uh, just counting everybody in. And yeah, yeah. So there's we're kind of like down. There's like a, one corner of the building's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got that as like a little observation spot. And I think Sergeant Borum's got a rifle on there, keeping an eye out for anyone approaching from that direction. All right, everyone, all right. Good so far, sir. All right. Kind of nods around the place. There's a there's a little lull as everyone's talking at the back of the room, kind of like Jim and Adam are are there, and uh, Slippery Jim's like, oh, what do I sound like? Damn it! Uh, Slippery Jim's like, uh, I think I've got a a bigger hit on my nose. I think I found a bigger fuel source. It's bigger than this one. <laughs> I think it's down. It, it's if we just go straight forwards. I found a really big look. I think my my, my nose is, uh, you know, pointing in the right way. But every time he looks at it, I'm like, yeah, look, see, here, it, there it is. Yeah, look, it's there. Look, it's the, right, it's the right way. And I think if we go down, this, oh damn it, I sound like the bloody rabbit now. <laughs> yeah, I can't even sound nasally. Damn it, I'm running out of voices. <laughs> It's been five years. You've done a lot of voices. Oh, I've done a lot of voices. Anyway, where, I reckon where, I can get where, us a much. I can't see it. it. It's pointing just over this way. Look, it's just this way. I'm just pointing out the door now. Just through there, down that alleyway. Where? Where? <laughs> down there, down there. Look at the arrow. Look at the arrow. See? Look, it's going that way. It's a bigger fuel display. I, I, I promise you. You've got to have faith in me. The locker boy. <laughs> Borum Carve says... Just go check it out, Chief. It's it, listen. It could give us so much more fuel. <laughs> I'm excited that we're gonna win. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get the fuel and blow them up. <laughs> Adam watches just as like a bit of drool that like, comes out, out of the and just drops to the floor. <laughs> he's so close he's so close to getting it I don't know he's he's just so reliable Slippery Jim he's never <laughs> let us down once that's the thing but only, mostly on lockers honestly you you never had to grease a single gun did you did you no I've never had to grease a gun and there was that day you left with cookies that's it I, I give everyone a cookie in the morning eat it quick very generous yep Borum, Mangles, what do you say? It is a big risk for something that may be far away. Don't we have enough here? No, this is more. This is more and it's closer. It's just down there. It's more better. We do have an established resource here, sir. This is definitely guaranteed. I don't have his mastery of the nose. My nose points us only this way. You still carrying yours or did you leave it back at the castle? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about this thing. Like Adam like, takes it out of his belt. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of them aren't working as well as others. I think I heard him say before we left, because I was the last to leave. And he said some he said some might be a bit faulty, but some are he said mine was solid. He, he gave me his own one. Right. I mean Borum's starting to look at him a little funny now. <laughs> I mean, what am I doing? Right, right. we're going to take this one because it's right here and this is the one we can see. I'm sorry, Jim. Also, I am too tired to walk. I am a doctor, not a soldier. <laughs> no, this, 
<laughs> I just thought you wanted to get the men home. It's okay. Don't forget about it. Forget I said anything. Adam, like, grabs him by the lapel. And he's like, that includes you, dickhead. <laughs> Pushes him away. Slippery <laughs> <laughs> Jim's, like, visibly scared now. And he's he's sort of backing away. And he, uh, maybe, yeah. No, maybe you're right. That's the right decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Juris. Sorry, I, I forgot my right. place. Okay. Takes out insight and checks the checks he's loaded. Uh, all right, we're gonna go on my mark. We're gonna go over this wall, and we're gonna secure that fuel dump. Okay. <sighs> Three, two, one. And they're over the wall. <laughs> Super <Ooh>. cool. <laughs> Slow motion blackadder goes forth finale. We <laughs> <laughs> run into the machine guns. Oh, to some uh, slow harmonica music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Amazing. So, do we have any reactions to the fuel dump being taken, being recovered? This is our last chance. This is the end of the crossroads. So this is our last chance to get any more predictions in. Or if yes or no. What? What, is, what do you mean yes or no? Again, I'm confused. So do the question is, do we activate the scuttling protocol to turn the oh. core of the ship into a doomsday device? Well, it all depends on this successful fuel nab, doesn't it? Well, not only that, because there was also a question of the sheer weight of numbers approaching and the fact we didn't have enough forces to hold them off. Well, so what we've done is by getting the fuel before it was a fairly easy yes, because mm. there wasn't no couldn't really work. But now yes and no are more finely balanced because we can get out. Okay, so is this like a touchstone prediction or a touchstone feeling? You can react with the touchstone feeling and perspective characters can react with a perspective prediction about what happens if yes or no. Okay, well, the touchstone feeling is that with this extra fuel, we can make a wicked bomb of the bottom half of the ship and carry enough of the ship with the balloons in order to get back safely. That's the touchstone. That's the feeling amongst the crew. We've Everything is locked and loaded. We basically, like I say, we've set our little little tiny explosions on the main connectors to the top top yeah. first. So it'll, if there's like, how many levels are there? This is Pleasure Cruiser 12. So it's the, <laughs> the, top, le- the top two levels. has <laughs> got enough room. If we can drop the, the last 10 levels full of <laughs> this extra fuel and it's nail varnish we can create a pretty nice bomb and get away in some some degree of style okay that's a yes for the kingdom we're on board for both okay so currently the question is do we activate the scuttling protocol to turn the core of the ship into a doomsday device yes if we scuttle it the journey home would be very slow and dangerous by air but that's better than on foot if no, if we can find a moderate amount of fuel, we can use it to get home. And Lilliput and therefore the crew stands in favour of, yes, use it. 
use it, but only because I'm confident we can get we get back. But I forgot that the uh, other person has already said it will be slow and dangerous. But I don't yeah. know that. Well, I'm kind of confused it. as to what we're predicting a little bit here. So, so we we have the decision. What you're predicting is what will happen on either side of that choice. Yeah. So I think I'm. Amos will be up on the the deck, sort of observing with his uh, his telescopes the, the fact that the fuel has been um, recovered. So, I guess the predictions and things that flow from that 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 means that either like yes, we retrieve it, but we use the majority of it to enhance the bomb. Uh, when if we if we go ahead and sort of scuttle the ship. Yeah, um, and that will have a sort of far more sort of destructive impact, and definitely get the job done. So, if if yes, we will definitely demolish the. Okay, great. Yeah, if we don't scuttle the ship, um, then we we're, we're going to use the fuel to to power it to escape uh, yeah. instead, but not fulfil our mission. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, not not fulfil the mission. We can escape, but we won't fulfil the mission. Or we can escape dangerously and maybe die, but we will achieve. Or perhaps, the yeah. More more interestingly, um, we would retrieve the fuel. Um, the mission would still be completed, but it would be completed at the expense of all of the troops that we've parachuted onto the bottom. So we would basically use the fuel to uh, to bug out and retain what we've got left up floating in the sky. Um, but uh, the reason that it will succeed is because everyone that's already been deployed will uh, realise that we've gone, there's no way out, um, and so they kind of just need to get the job done by hand. Yeah, you see, now it's a difficult decision. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, Adam, Adam. That's what I want the decisions to be like. It's like, yeah, there's not a good option here. Which one will destroy (laughs) the most chaos beasts? Existence is on the line here. Yeah, see, in that in that first option, then in that first option, we'll probably still like lose a, a few people, but there's opportunity to like try to pull back as many troops as we possibly can and yeah. then escape with them, um, because we're going to solve the problem just by dumping a massive bomb on there. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, on the second one, we're not going to solve the problem by dumping a massive bomb on it. It has to be done by hand. Um, and uh, we're going to use that fuel to uh, to just disappear off. Yeah, but it does mean that we would retain like the the full fighting force of a dreadnought in future, yeah, which is important. Mm. Maybe maybe people are more replaceable than dreadnoughts. No, I we do have a whole other battalion waiting back at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you saying that even if we bug out, the mission will still be a success? At it's just we'll have lost a load of people. Everyone on all yeah. the troops on board. So. Yeah, hundreds of lives. Yeah, I, I think it'll be. It's. It, I think. I think it, sh- it. It will be a success either way. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it. It will be because we've basically run a, a suicide mission and then flown the ship back with the skeleton crew. Um. Or we've you know we've managed to hold it long enough. Extract a few uh, some explosives that we can lace a big portion of our battleship with, and then we've sacrificed part of the ship. The most important part of the ship as well, that includes the sauna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we keep the pool. Keep the pool. So that is my that's Amos's prediction, I think. 
Is there any resulting prediction on your baboons and Hercules side? Um, any further predictions? I don't think I have anything to add. Okay. Each play, player with power says which path they make the kingdom choose. No one gets to vote. Describe how your character makes it happen. So, what does Adam do? I don't like these options. In <laughs> 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 fairness, I did try and make it a win-win situation for you, but Gwyn saw through that ruse yeah. <laughs> and changed the game. <laughs> In exactly the way the game wants us to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Adam, the bullets are flying. Your fuel tankers have made it back. It's now or never, Jurus. If we don't drop it or explode it, it's all going to go tits up. Forgive me, my queen. Blow it. And so this happens just before we see the gamble lines launch down because downwards of promise and up is a gamble. And Devadiah has dropped the gamble lines and the troops are retreating from the building and returning to the ship and being directed to the infinity pool. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone in the pool, quick. (laughs) Slippery Jimmy to the lockers. Hold on. Are we blowing it up on the floor and killing the guys or are we blowing up the ship? We are basically... Bringing up the guys, then dropping the ship on the temple. Okay, so we're not ditching the people. Fair enough, cool. Yeah, so in this case, we would have lost them all if we had decided to keep the ship. So we've expended the ship, but we've retained retained the troops who survived. And so I think we see it kind of at night, just the shadow against the evening sky, this great dark silhouette. And then slowly and then faster, the whole body starts to drop onto this fort on the hill above this town. And as it drops, you see the main body start to rise faster and faster because now the balloons are lifting far less weight. And then the evening blazes with light as this huge scuttling protocol is put into place. And the craft is absolutely immolated on the floor and a small part of it survives in the air with all of the personnel aboard it. Yeah, so perspectives, show the consequences. Tell us whether your predictions come true. I think they do come true, don't they? In so much as we, we've retained, uh, managed to recover as many of the troops as we can, and that's a sizable amount. So we've we kept our personnel. We we have indeed sort of lost the the ship. Um, that has caused an almighty explosion. So uh, it, it has made the the mission succeed, and we are now going to have a pretty hard time um, taking the the remnants of the ship. I mean, it's going to be a pretty hard time steering it at all given that we've just jettisoned yeah. a lot of the engine room but everyone is in the swimming pool just ch- over the edge cheering yeah, <laughs> like everyone's really happy when uh you know that they they've survived and um 
yeah. and that it's all gone sort of off according to plan until they realise that actually the what's left of the the superstructure at the top of the ship is beginning to break up a little bit. It's really hard to direct where it's going. Um, the best option might just be to sort of get out of range of the um, uh, of the devastation down there and and ditch and uh, see if we can sort of walk back uh, in any event. The balloon yeah. baboons are um, adjusting the balloons to try and change things like direction and height and stuff like this. We're sewing and I'm picking and we're moving them around and yeah, everyone in the pool has to flap just to keep it up. <laughs> everyone Low. has to put on the hydrogen water waves. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to take some of the water out of the pool. <laughs> like Jean-Paul's had to reinvent himself as an air hostess. <laughs> Everyone's in the pool and, you know, they're all having a great time with the wave machine. Is There's people on their floats <laughs> going over the wave machine. There isn't a wave machine now because that was connected to the engine. There's no power Yeah, but you would need now. it because you're going to be floating like this. So the water is going to be like... That's, <laughs> how we're controlling, that's how we're controlling the direction of the ship. We just turn the wave machine on to get Or like when, when you get in the pool and you're like <laughs> against the edge and make the water splash. Yes. But the camera pans in to an individual figure... And he's leaning over the infinity pool, looking down. And he turns round to look over his shoulder. And a single tear for everything he once knew and loved rolls down his face as his family and all of his loved ones have been obliterated in the inferno below. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's pretty hard. And like you see his skin, his skin kind of splits and like there's scales underneath and he... He put he holds it he holds it together until it's reformed and then he he punches mm. over and then he oh my turn he knocks the beach ball back <laughs> amazing Marco Polo <laughs> and, and how how does Lilliput feel he's kind of he's standing on the bow, the bow of the ship with a huge cigar <laughs> no he's standing on the the prow of the ship the back of the ship the stern. Um, and he's smoking a huge cigar and there's just like the remnants of the mushroom cloud behind him. And he's just like, ha, 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 fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and he's referring to them on the floor, obviously. Yeah. Because we're the heroes. Okay. So he's in a good place. He's happy. He's loving it. He's watching the ship's wheel just spin erratically and he's like, ha, and he doesn't have to look after an engine anymore. Fuck him, bro. My engine, the 77,000! <laughs> oh, God, what have I done? But he pulls out from his pocket this little tiny motor, and he's like, hey, we'll never tell. And he puts it back in his pocket. Is he in the pool at this point? Is he, like, the side of the pool? <laughs> yes! He's in the corner. they got both smoking this big, fat cigar. With like an old Panama hat out of the sun, keeping out of the sun. And it's night now. It's also night. Yeah, this. but he's got a lantern that makes it feel like sun. Yeah. Sat at the in-pool bar. <laughs> yeah. One of them floating inflatables. Man, this, this warship has got weirder and weirder, as seems inevitable when we're involved. It, it's got a lot more classy. It, yeah, it's basically now we've shed all the dross and we're just infinity pool all yeah. the way. <laughs> to be fair, we've turned it into a sloop. Um, Lilliput's thinking that with a few modifications and an engine, this could be a damn fast vehicle for Adam to uh, 
use in his future. <laughs> when he needs door-to-door swimming pools. Roof-to-roof <laughs> 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 swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new business venture. So, yeah, now we're in an infinity pool over hostile territory. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, hundreds of miles to get home. Yeah, but it's cool because it's glass bottom. So it's like when you go on a glass bottom boat and you can see everything beneath you. You're like, this is so cool. I can see all the little people and all the little tanks running around. <laughs> it's like they're ants. All oh, the flat guns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an, it's it's on a, a Category 4 Dreadnought. It's definitely reinforced. <laughs> like every time the shells hit the bottom of the pool, we're like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. I'm just a beautician. <laughs> You're well, you've got a lucky kid. How you feel about it is important, so... I think we're going to do it. I reckon if we can get that fuel, and as long as nothing goes wrong down on the ground, as long as they're not distracted or led the wrong way, or, like, the bird is intercepted or anything, then I reckon we can get out of here and still drop a good payload before we go. Wasn't that massive, was the mate. problem with the guy from 17th? Uh, that, was, that was the problem mm. Sergeant Borum had, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see. Toilet, Toilet humour. <laughs> Toilet humour initiated. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's, a, that's where we'll uh, leave it for now. That is pretty wild. It's not the way I expected any of this to go. Me neither, Ben. Um, me neither. <laughs> Sorry, this is what Adam's memories were like. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened with Sarah's gonna be like I got a Baruka. <laughs> all these things he's been carrying around in his mind all this time. No wonder he was quite softly spoken. <laughs> it's like I was gonna say, this is why but, he doesn't mind the hawks, because he's like, this is nothing, guys. Where <laughs> I come from is just fucking manic. <laughs> I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Yeah, You guys lie more than I'm used to, sure, but I've been through some shit. I spent three weeks in an affinity pool <laughs> hostile enemy territory. Running out of margaritas. Yeah, that's it. We had margaritas and ship's biscuits for three weeks. <laughs> no food, but a shitload of cocktails. Yeah, and we all had those little... We'd bought, we all had amazing is, fingernails by the end. Yeah, fingernails. We all had our own towels because uh, John Paul really sorted us out. He got what he could. We've all got little slippers. Yeah, they had, had like towel dressing gowns, all perfectly tailored. Everyone's yeah. Yeah. names on the back. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes a nickname like Champ or whatever. Yeah. And like one by one they're picked off, but they always look great when they are. They make some beautiful, beautiful bodies. Beautiful <laughs>